So this morning, I would like to uh, share with you about the shortest Dharma talk that the Buddha ever gave that was recorded. Some of you already know what the story is, but I would encourage you to listen anyway, because if you remember, in the end of this shortest Dharma talk, the person who listened to it became fully awakened. <laughs> so... So this is a story about someone named Bahia, Bahia Sutta. And uh, Bahia actually was a sailor who was shipwrecked in some area of India. And when he came to, he was like naked in the beach and his boats in shambles. And uh, so he got up and he took some bark that he found and put it around himself as uh, clothing and started walking towards uh, where he could find some uh, town or people. And as people saw him, they thought he was an ascetic, so that he was a spiritual practitioner, um, because he's just wearing this bark cloth thing. And it's said that actually in, in previous lives, he was actually, uh, had done a lot of spiritual practice, so he had some of that uh, momentum in him. So then people started to uh, revere him and uh, offer him food, and um, he ended up living in a small hut in the woods, and uh, at that time, it was sort of understood and appreciated that people who are spiritual practitioners, who are seekers, uh, that it's beneficial, it's meritorious to support them. So people started offering him um, food and supporting his life. But then at one point, Bahia actually wondered to himself, uh, I wonder if I'm actually uh, awakened or some moment of doubt crept in and um, for his benefit, apparently one of his uh, former uh, relatives who is now in the Deva world came to him and set him uh, right and said, uh, Baya, you are neither awakened nor are you on the path to awakening. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you ever have spiritual friends like this, you can appreciate it. It's good to have people who will tell you the truth and uh, be honest with you, even if everybody else thinks you're a big deal. Yeah. So then, to Bahia's credit also, he immediately went to, well, is there anyone who does know what is this path to awakening? Like, who does? So he re recovered pretty quickly from this, and the, uh, this deva told him, uh, yes, in Savati there is one uh, who knows, who is the Buddha, uh, in the northern region. So also to his credit, he immediately set out. Like He actually had this uh, interest, this fervor for... Uh, awakening. So he immediately set out walking, and it said that he walked like directly there. Uh, and it took him several days. And then when he got there to the place where the monastics were, he immediately asked for the Buddha. And the monastics who were there said, "Oh, he's already gone out for his alms round to the town, but you can wait here." And he said, "No, I have to find him." So then he went off to the town. And the Buddha had actually already entered the town with the alms bowl. So this alms round is the one meal that the monastics would receive. And so they'd go with their bowls and walk mindfully through the town, and people would put in the bowl uh, whatever uh, they could or they wanted to to offer as sustenance for the day. So Bahia saw the Buddha at the front of the line and, and ran up to him and prostrated and said, um, please uh, teach me the Dhamma. And the Buddha said, Bahia, I've already entered the town for alms round. It's not the right time. 
And then Bahia said, no, please teach me the Dhamma. I walked all this way. I really want to know. And the Buddha a second time said, uh, Bahia, it's not the correct time. I've already begun the alms round. And then a third time, Bahia implored him and said, um, please, I, I don't know how long my life will be or how long your life will be. And I really want to understand this. I really need to know. So somehow moved by this, and it seemed like many times when the Buddha's asked three times, he then <laughs> uh, <laughs> agrees. Um, but he's moved by his sincerity in some way, and so he says, uh, Bahia, you should train yourself thus. Okay, so here's the shortest teaching. In the seen, there is only the seen. In the heard, there is only the heard. In the sensed, there is only the sensed. In the cognized is only the cognized. This is how you should train yourself. When for you, there's only the seen in reference to the seen, the heard in reference to the heard, the sensed in reference to the sensed, and the cognized in reference to the cognized. Then, Bahia, there's no you in terms of that. When there's no you in terms of that, there's no you there. You are neither here nor there nor in between the two. This, just this, is the end of suffering. And it's said that Bahia uh, awoke from this verse, and he turned to leave. The Buddha went on his arms round, and Bahia, uh, it was a good thing that he had, uh, had this insistence because it turned out he was killed before he could go back to his place uh, by, uh, supposed to be an animal like a cow or something like that, so he died. So his urgency was actually well-founded in this case. So this is the uh, shortest Dhamma verse, and it basically is saying that which we have been practicing here. So recognizing uh, what is seen as just what is seen, what is heard as just what is heard, uh, what is sensed means both through physical body and smelling and tasting. So just knowing those sense experiences as just what they are and then cognized in the field of thinking, in the field of mind objects, just knowing that for exactly what it is. So as simple as that, not complicating things anymore, uh, allowing that flow to happen. And then when you recognize that is how it is, allowing things to be as they are, you can see there's actually no you separate from a thought of that. Uh, there's no you here, nor there, nor in between. And then there's no one to suffer, so freedom. So now when we practice in um, sitting, to make it even simpler, even though it seems like a very simple teaching, mostly we've uh, simplified it down to three sense experiences. So primarily when we're sitting, if our eyes are closed, we're not actually seeing. You might have images, but they're usually uh, mind objects, images in the mind. Uh, so cutting off the seeing. And then usually we're not tasting or smelling too much. And once we've come into the room, often we get used to the scent of the room. Uh, and then usually you get used to the taste of your mouth, unless some breakfast piece gets dislodged from your teeth occasionally. But mostly there's not too much tasting, there's not too much smelling, and there's not seeing. Right? So now we're actually down to three scent stores. So what's happening when you're sitting? There is hearing. There is sensing of body sensations. And there is cognizing, there is knowing uh, mind objects. Right? That's it. So this is multiple choice vipassana for you. It's like either 
What's happening is experience of the body, experience of the mind, experience of sound. So we can practice like this, just keeping it very simple, just recognizing uh, in the sensing, just allow it to be the sensing. In the cognizing, just let it be the cognizing. In the hearing, in the hearing. That's it. You can even label if you like, if it's helpful. You know, notice the shift between those and how even that shift of attention happens effortlessly uh, without intention to. So we'll practice together. And you can always remember, you can begin by just recognizing there is a body, recognizing that there is a body sitting, just feeling that broadly speaking. It can help to relax in case there's some over-efforting already happening. Just relax the muscles around the jaw, around the eyes, shoulders. And just rest with the experience of the body. If it becomes apparent that the body is breathing, can tune into that. And if other body experiences occur that call your attention, you can notice that. Let them be just as they are. If there's a sound that comes, you can just recognize hearing. Just let the sound be just as it is, coming and going. And if there's any mind object whatsoever, you can just notice that this is also something happening the field of the mind. Allow the cognized to just be the cognized.
And remembering that you can always begin again if you've gotten lost in field of thought. Just take a deep breath in. As you exhale, relax again around the jaw, around the eyes. Recognize again there's a body. Feel the experience of sitting. And just begin again however many times this happens.
So we'll uh, have a little time for questions about your practice, your retreat practice. Yeah. <laughs> 